So everybody, we're here with Kenny DeJohn. He's been on the show before. He has MLB The Show, the podcast, or is it just the show, the podcast, Kenny? We call it just the show, the podcast. God forbid Ramon decides to show up at my door with lawyers. Yeah, it's right. and sue me. So yeah, yeah exactly. So it's the show, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. So Kenny is of the show, the podcast. My apologies, and he is our MLB The Show expert, and he is a content creator, YouTuber, MLB The Show player extraordinaire. Would you describe yourself that way? Extraordinaire might be a stretch, but the rest of the stuff was was pretty <laughs> accurate. Yeah. I'm willing yeah. to give you extraordinaire. Thank so you. I've watched some of your clips on YouTube. I prefer I prefer extraordinary as as opposed to extraordinaire, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you prefer a hyphen in between them? Yes. You're okay. the most All right. So Kenny, the new game is out for some people. I'm too cheap yes. to be playing it, but obviously you are and many <laughs> others. Give me your initial thoughts. Uh initial thoughts. So I, I want to say it up front before, because you have to, like we were saying before this started going, there are always going to be negatives with an SDS produced video game. Mm -hmm. But I want to be up front. I am enjoying 23 in a way that I have not enjoyed 22 or 21. Wow. I don't think that's recency bias because obviously we have this new shiny toy that is not MLB The Show 22 and automatically that makes it better. Um, but it feels smooth and intuitive in a way that 21 and 22, specifically 22, did not. Um, hitting is both better and I'm on the fence. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Like I said, that smoothness really comes into play. But at the same time, I have hit more perfect, perfect and piss rod lineouts than I think I've ever gotten before. Um the game is just out. It will be tuned. There will be gameplay updates. So I'm not sounding any large alarms yet, but it is something to be aware of. Um, Pinpoint has some issues. I posted a clip on Twitter like literally an hour ago, maybe even less than that, where I had a perfect, perfect release and it was like a wiffle ball riser that just went up and out and was like, it was one of those just a bit outside situations. Like it was yeah. not even close. <laughs> and that is not an input issue. That is just some weird coding thing where the ball just had a mind of its own. Like it right. could have killed someone. So hopefully that gets fixed. I imagine it will. Everything else is just little ticky tacky stuff that comes with an early release. So I'm not concerned. I actually, I'm dropping my next podcast episode on Tuesday, the 28th. And I made the bold prediction that I think we're going to have our first patch by Friday. I don't think it's going to be a cure-all. I think there will still be things that are larger that take another couple weeks, but there are some bugs that are not game-breaking, but there are some bugs that are problems that they were made aware of that I think are easy enough just to fix from early release. <laughs> I, I'm probably going to be incredibly incorrect in my assumption that we get one by Friday. Maybe by next week is, is a smarter guess, but I, I think these are the type of things we'll get pretty soon. I think um, you got to go with the bold prediction, though, you know? I mean, you can't be right unless you're bold. You, you don't look like exactly. a genius if you make the sensible pick. You look like a genius if you just went out of left field and made a call. So that's what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah, like, you don't want to be the guy who's like, dude, I'm going out on a limb, okay? I'm going to say it. I'm, in my head, I'm seeing the sunrise tomorrow. That's <laughs> where I'm at, you know? Hate if you want. Yeah, but. it's like it's like when there's three outs left in the World Series and one team's up by 11. It's like, ah, I'm pretty sure they're going to win the World Series. Like, I'm not trying to make that type of prediction. Yeah, so. yeah I wonder what their win percentage is. You know? yeah. <laughs> so I want to get now, your this. No, no, fine. No, 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 go ahead. Listen. I wanted to ask, because I saw this clip on Twitter, and I don't know if it was you or if it was somebody else, but I saw somebody playing the show. And they were doing road to the show, which I'm guessing was not you. Certainly but the not. dude hit a liner up the middle, and then this guy just ran straight to third base and slid into third. The batter <laughs> did? Yeah, and it he gave him a triple. He went from home to third? Yeah, he just home to third. That's triple. like watching TikToks of four-year-old t-ball players learning how to play the game, <laughs> and then they all just tackle each other because they also think it's football. Yeah. That's dude. what happens there. That's I was like, dude, imagine the slugging percentage you could put up with that base running ability. It's efficiency. I give the kid credit. That strikes me as just cannon fodder for all the people on Reddit to be like, this game sucks. They don't care about road of the show, you know, which, uh, which is yeah. true. But that's right. why, like, 
that's why when you asked me about how I feel about the game and when I recorded my podcasts for tomorrow, I explicitly led both conversations off with, I want to be clear, I like the game, but we right. do have to acknowledge some poopy stuff. So, okay, so here's here's my first question. And again, I, I don't have the game yet, so I, I really want to know. Correct me if I'm wrong. My understanding is that they went kind of crazy this year and said, okay, in like two strike counts and stuff, your contact no matter, like no longer matters. It's now your clutch. So close. Basically, if there's a runner in scoring position, okay, no matter the inning, which I might disagree with a little bit because I don't think a runner on second with one out in the first is an enormous deal. But when there's a runner All in right. scoring position, your clutch, whatever rating that is, replaces your contact versus the handedness of the pitcher. Whether it's better or worse, if you have 125 contact but 80 clutch, your clutch now is your your trait, contact, your attribute. Right? Yeah, so I'm feeling it out. I don't dislike it. I appreciate their efforts to make every attribute actually a thing because previously, like clutch was just a dead attribute on a card. I don't think it it it, it like impacted the overall, but it didn't actually do anything. If that makes right. sense. Um. Vision now matters to add on to that because when you play online, your vision window is cut in half. When you play offline, you get the full size of the vision. But let's say you have, I don't know, 120 to make it easy for math. 120 vision on offline, you have a nice big PCI. You have that same 120 vision online, but it's just the size of 60 because they've cut mm -hmm. it in half. And that's in an effort to theoretically decrease foul balls, make it harder to hit, make it a true competitive game. Um, and I've noticed that the PCIs on All-Star are definitely a lot smaller than, I, than I'm used to. Um, right. Hitting is different. I'm excited to see where it takes us. It's still too early to tell. I keep trying to stress that to everybody I talk to who asks me for my opinion because the game is three and a half days old, um, right. at least at time of recording. But I'm 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 ready for it. I'm ready to see where it goes. Okay. It's it seems to me, and again, I haven't played the game. I want to keep saying that because I, I I'm I'm talking out of turn, really. But the thing I don't understand is I could understand saying, okay, we want clutch to matter, right? Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you have it be like if you have really high clutch, it'll go up, like your contact goes up a little bit, or it'll go down a little bit if you have low clutch. But to just swap them seems kind of bizarre. Like at that point, why even bother having them be separate attributes? Like at that point, why don't you just have it be your contact with runners in scoring position? You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think there there could have been a better way to explain it or a better way to utilize it. Like my example of runner on second with one out in the first. Sure, it's probably important to score that runner. I wouldn't necessarily call you a clutch player if you hit a single to drive him in. But maybe it should be something that's only with two outs. Or maybe it's only sixth inning or later. Maybe if it's only if the game is only separated by three runs. Like maybe there's some other qualifier that makes it less impactful for the entire game um again i haven't uh, none of us nobody in the world has played the game enough to know if it's actually a critical change or not mm -hmm. so we'll have to see i would imagine most people who are good with their pci doesn't matter if it's a huge window or a little window it, it shouldn't matter um and because of the way content is people are going to have such good cards so fast that everybody's stats are going to be juiced anyway so i don't think it's going to actually make an enormous difference I do appreciate that they're trying out new things. hundred percent. I don't know yeah. if I love everything they're doing. And the other thing that I, that I think is strange is that contact is pretty straightforward. You look at a player and you go, okay, he's good at making contact. So he'll have this kind of contact like Derek Jeter or whatever. And mm -hmm. they obviously botch it. And sometimes we'll have a problem with the way they do the cards, but it's pretty straightforward. It makes sense. A guy with a high batting average should have a high contact and lower yep. low. How do they come up with a clutch attribute is what I want to know. You know what I mean? Because like Yankees fans might say that A-Rod wasn't clutch when the rest of the league will say A-Rod was one of the greatest players ever. Yeah, you know and it's mean? funny too, because like the thing is, sure, there are baseball statistics for clutch. Like what's your batting average is runners in scoring position. That is right. relatively straightforward. But at the same time, me and my friend who is a large advanced stats person, and I don't disagree with him. I'm just bringing him up as an example. Clutch is not an attribute. Like, yeah, it's not a real thing. You, you know? can't measure. He likes to make the joke. You can't measure a player's X nervousness. Yeah, like you know, I have like F four and B war. Like he doesn't have a B nervousness. Like we don't know how they're feeling at the plate with two outs and runners in scoring position. So 
Right. It could just be another at bat that he happened to get a single in. The same result could have happened with nobody on in the second. Like, it is kind of a trivial, artificial stat to some degree. That's why a lot of people don't take it seriously. Mm-hmm. While I understand SDS wanting to make a quote unquote realistic baseball simulation, I think we could just eliminate the clutch statistic entirely because it doesn't matter if Mike Trout video game is, is clutch. It matters if Kenny, the user of Mike Trout in the video game, is clutch. Agreed. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I like the idea of having, you know, who's at the plate matter a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like I said, you know, I know this is controversial. I have seen people do clutch things, but I don't think clutch <laughs> exists. Can like, you give me one example of a clutch thing? Because I'm interested. Uh, um, like for example, because uh, you Bryce made it Harper. seem as if it's an if it's an off baseball thing. Like I've seen people do oh, clutch things. Like that person clutch, saved a cat. Not in baseball. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. D- does it have to be <laughs> mundane? Or I don't know. You tell me. Because I'm thinking like <laughs> that guy in afghanistan who got shot and then dragged like six other dudes back to safety clutch that's and clutch heroic. as hell and heroic he, he yes. has yeah. Yeah. yeah he's got that he's got that clutch gene he's got that it factor here ready ready you want to know clutch that's baseball but not george bush throwing a first pitch strike after 9-11 yeah what a, what a seed that was an absolute wow. yeah <laughs> yes that, you know listen love him or hate him you you gotta give it to George Bush, the best pitching president we've ever had in this country. Yeah, where's our ninety nine George Bush card? Yeah, and if you if you don't throw throw it from the rubber, they're gonna boo you, Derek Jeter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, that's true, and he was right. Yeah. And also, Derek Jeter, you know, he said that, and he was so right that he got a card with ninety six fielding this year. I was gonna bring it up. You beat me. T- I just want to. I want to make Yankees fan for life. That's Derek Jeter right there. That's him. There he is. After he walked it off at Yankee Stadium in his final at bat at Yankee Stadium. I just want to make one statement. Ramon, I know you're listening. (laughs) I appreciate your love of Derek Jeter. I appreciate that you gave his signature series 96 fielding. However, I, as a realistic Yankee fan and baseball fan, would like to tell you that you are ludicrous. Because that (laughs) man, he was not as bad as people say. He was also not that good. I think if you smacked him with like a hot 82 fielding, I would have been fine with it. Yeah. A, ge- yeah. a generous 82. You know what I mean? You're juicy. A little generous, but I mean, I 96 it. is certainly generous. Well, I think if you're going with like an all time Jeter, you know, like the amalgamation of everything he ever did the best. If the 96 fielding is based off the jump throw and the time he flew into the stands and those two yeah, that wasn't only, even impressive i mean the here. jump throw was cool but yeah, like, the jump throw yes the, the jump stands, throw was more, wasn't even was impressive more he just made a play and then kept running and running like uh, but <laughs> but like, it was but it was x grit he had grit in that situation yeah, exactly. yeah. That was, it was that, it was clutch yeah. it was clutch so that was right, his, so, his so, guts above replacement yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so so bringing up Derek Jeter leads us into one of the things that SDS has a lot of problems. Their content is usually very good. You know what yes. I mean? And they had a problem in 2022 where they just gave up on the game in like what, like November, like halfway through the game's life cycle. They kind of were just yeah. like, all right. I'm pretty uh, sure that was purposeful to work on 23, but no, fr- no less frustrating. Like dude, it was just right. one guy in an office just to give us a John Smoltz yeah. card every month. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let but, the interns do it. You know? Yeah, exactly. But, but that, that aside, it seems to me, and again, I don't have the game, but it seems to me just from watching people on YouTube, people like yourself, Kenny, it seems to me like the content is unbelievable again. Would you agree? Yes, and I will say this. Hats off, respect to the people at SDS who decided to take a shot and be like, let's totally make content nothing like it's ever been before. Too early to see if it's going to be a hit or miss. We're not going to be able to tell if it's going to be a hit or miss until October, November. We got to give it time. Mm-hmm. But I think SDS reflected upon itself, hopefully, and said, no. what is our biggest content flaw? Timing. Because A, we'll release a card on Monday that has a better card or a better replacement by Friday, Saturday. That's one problem. And two, it's like, we'll give you the best right fielder you've ever seen in June. And then the 99 we dropped two months later is the worst 99 you've ever seen. And that doesn't make sense. Cards should continually get better. So by dropping everything, essentially, right away, 
and scaling the progress appropriately, which I think they've mostly done at least early in this season one set one nonsense, this new language we got to learn. I'm pretty sure it's going to be okay. My only concern is that they, I don't know if you guys are John Mulaney comedy fans. I'm going to make a real deep cut reference right now. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll send you the link after. I'm not going to get it, but I'll pretend. He yeah, opens let's, one let's of his go for it. He opens one of his comedy specials with a bit about going too big too fast. I am not going to recite it word for word as I am not a comedian. But Allegedly. Thank you. The analogy he makes is that have you ever made a happy birthday sign before? You start with a big ass H and a big ass A, and you realize you're already halfway across the poster board and you don't have enough room to write the rest of happy, let alone <laughs> the word birthday underneath. So if you go too big, too fast, you leave yourself no room at the end. So I'm hoping they're not wasting all their energy right now to just forget about the game later on in the year, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, I do understand what you're saying. And and I think one of the things that's sort of buoying it at this point is the WBC because that just happened and it's not going to happen again. You know what I mean? So, like, you got to pump it all out now. I mean, you don't have to, but obviously it makes sense to. It and- doesn't make sense to do that two months from now like it would be a little silly now. to like do it have it trickle in like you might yes. as well just capitalize on it now although yeah. i do love the addition of the wbc i know everybody does but one of the things i think is cool is that it showed every year they go out and they get what 25 to 50 maybe new legends every mm-hmm. year and they'll lose some along the way and so you know that's 25 to 50 guys they individually went to and said hey the kirby puckett estate will offer you this much money great yeah. okay done I think that's how it works. I don't know. Right, but the Shane that, Victorino estate. Yeah, the Shane Victorino estate, exactly. <laughs> WBC, like, they already have new guys, like the effervescent Chili Davis, to go with Derek yes. And then they went to the WBC, and I don't know how they got all these rights, but they went crazy. Didn't well, I they? love that they, like, not, they went, hello, Mr. Columbia, can we have all your players, please? Like, yeah, exactly. I, I, when I we're like, they were like, hi, we're looking for Kung Kwan Giljigglejaw. All right. Yeah. How much will you take for your rights? You know I mean? Can you tell I, me, is that, how, is that how you actually say it? Uh, uh I think I know that. now. I think it's okay. Gilligalau. I'm gonna YouTube it because God forbid I ever have to say it on accident while recording. I'd like to know right. how it's said. <laughs> so we we ran into this when we were reviewing uh Team Taiwan because we saw this guy's name and we were like, Well <laughs> And like you try to be respectful, right? Like yeah. obviously I'm not trying to insult anybody's name. Everyone's got different cultures, where names come from. Like, listen, I'm literally not trying to offend anybody. But at the same time, you look at that name and you can't help but go, like, yeah. how do I say this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's names in English that are like that for other people. I mean, look at oh, probably. look at how many different ways you can pronounce the O-U-G-H in English. I work in college sports journalism. And the amount of ways I've learned that parents spell Caitlin blows my mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, I believe it. Like, just any random combination of sounds that kind of fit, they'll use them. But so, yeah, I mean, on one hand, I guess that makes sense. I mean, that's how names happen. They go, oh, I want to name them this. Now we got to figure out how to spell that. And then, you know, <laughs> over time, we're just like, okay, so when people are going to be named Caitlin, there's one or two that, you know, make the most sense. And then there's people who are going to spell it K-E-I-G-H-T-L-Y-N-N-E. Yeah. And it's like, no. And then get upset when I don't know that that's how you spell it correctly. It's like, yeah, you're like, Keglet- oh, Caitlin. Yeah. Yeah. You look at it and you go, Kunquan Galigalau. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what right, is- so to ahead, get back to your original point, because I think right. I know where we're going here. Yeah. The World Baseball Classic cards are incredible. Right. I love first of all learning about the different players is super cool learning about their skill sets that's the beauty of the world baseball classic whether we got cards or not Mm -hmm. um but like i'll look at i have the game up right now so in my starting god squad god squad quote unquote it's right a four of the game in my lineup right now minor god squad (laughs) just in my batting lineup as far as players from foreign countries that i now have Munitaka Murakami is my third base. Ooh. Homie's got the sweetest swing I've ever seen. I don't want to, don't want to talk yeah, about does. him. I know. Yeah. He's he's yeah. he's an enemy of the United States currently. Really, end of Mexico. He's an enemy of a lot of people. He's a war um, Huh? He's a war criminal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Harry, Sir Harry Ford is my favorite catcher in the game right now. Yeah, and, that uh, tea celebration. Does he do it? 
No, he does not. But how cool is that? Oh. Yeah, that would have been way too late to code in. And this is incorrect, but in my opinion, the best card in the game. 95 overall, Edward Julien, because you got to say it with a little bit of spice on it. Yeah, that's true. In 29 online at-bats, the smallest of sample sizes, we're hitting 621 with a 656 OB, uh, OBP. Now, I do I do have to really fast. You said a little bit of spice. He's French-Canadian. You got to put a little maple syrup on it. Oh, yeah. a little bit of syrup, a little a little yeah. bit of zhuzh. You got to put a little bit of something in it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but – and that's just my lineup. I mean, I have – I'm going to make sure I say it right. I'm going to pull it up. Yoshi Yamamoto is my ace. Okay. Love him. I can't wait to get Roki Sasaki. Um, okay. Just incredible. I mean, and then there's the guys that we know already, like Loisica, Duvall, yeah. Luis, Luis Robert, or Robert. Like we'll never know how to say Luis Robert's name. Uh, Randy Arozarena, he exists. Like there's, it's just an incredible way to start the game, capitalizing on all the excitement from the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, and and it's not mm-hmm. just the regular old legends that we liked, where most of the time it's Ted Williams, Babe Ruth, and then every once in a while they'll hit you with a, I don't know who was a terrible legend from last year that nobody cares. Steve Bedrosian got a Steve card. Bedrosian, yeah, or or <laughs> Jerry Harrison Jr. Right, he would have fit. I, I so I haven't seen Jerry Harrison Jr. yet. The jury is I out. Part of that, that like uh, he was in the leak. I haven't seen him yet. Dude, um, I want it to be true so badly. Steve Bedrosian yeah, is both a legend and somebody who would have fit in the Elmer Descends game. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And also his his kid, Cam Bedrosian, is also a good pick for that game. Yes, he's on the – is he still in the Angels? He was. I don't even know if he's alive anymore, dog. Yeah. I hope he's alive. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. yeah the Angels have suffered enough. <laughs> all due respect to the Bedrosian estate. But yeah. I do really like that it's, it's not just going out and getting legends that everybody knows about. It's bringing back, like, familiar faces that you wouldn't have otherwise thought of, like Danny Valencia. And then, obviously, there's Shohei Otani, who everybody likes. Mm-hmm. And then there are guys like Tim Kennelly, who's just some Australian guy, never played the big leagues, never will. But he gets a card. You know what I mean? Like, I love that. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. And it obviously, yeah, like you said, gives, you know, the international baseball some respect, which – it doesn't get otherwise an MLB the show, but what's up with the whole ending at December 31st thing? Do you know what? So I, I imagine because the world baseball classic is a once every, is it supposed to be once every four years and they're just doing it three years from now to get back on track. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a once every X amount of years scenario. I'm pretty sure like the licensing agreements, even for like world baseball classic related materials elsewhere. end after the calendar year, I, however, am not a lawyer, so I don't know if that's actually a true statement that came out of my mouth. But I hate that. I kind of wish they would just have it now. Well, so my I don't know if they've addressed this anywhere. My confusion is, does your ability to earn the players go away on December 31st? Or does Edouard Julien, Edouard Julien get Thanos snapped out of my lineup on December 31st? Like, is he gone? Very good question. So I don't I know. That I don't like that second option. That sounds annoying to me. I know like, he has a family. He doesn't want to get snapped. That's get true. Yeah. What, like imagine, imagine how Taiwan's going to feel when Yu Chang just disappears off the face of the earth. Yeah. In MLB the show. Imagine how digital. Well, he'll Taiwan still have his bronze live series card, unless he has the biggest glow up of any player of all time. He'll still have a bronze. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll still be there in spirit. <laughs> It'd be a nice, what, like 72. I think like, that's even too much. Yeah. I was going to yeah, say it's a little bold. <laughs> I think he's like a 67 like, right now. All right, all right, all right. The, the kind of guy that you you overlook, even in like what's a battle royale. Oh yeah, he comes up and you go, "Crap, what a terrible round!" Like he's that <laughs> yeah, type of guy. You're like I guess I'm losing this one. <laughs> yeah, like redraft. He's the guy you see and you go, "Oh, it's a redraft." <laughs> exactly. So, how is gameplay treating you? By the way, they obviously changed the throwing meters. We already talked about the whole clutch versus contact things like that. What else is going on? Gameplay is. Okay, it is better than 22. It is at times more rewarding because I I think it has to – I'm not a technological person, so I'm going to try my best to explain this. But now that the game is optimized for current gen, they're calling PlayStation 5 and Xbox current gen now as opposed to next gen. You know, we're only two years behind the eight ball there. But now that the game is – yeah, now that the game is optimized for the correct generation, I think it just it was built better. So, like, I can see the pitches coming at me, even on higher difficulties. I can read a pitch's break a lot earlier. Like, sinkers don't look like they're just doing this on the way to the plate. Like, they they make mm-hmm. sense. So, 
I have found myself walking more than ever before, which is tough because my finger is pinned on that X button ready to swing. Um, I have also noticed my opponents taking a lot more pitches, which is incredibly frustrating, but fair. If I'm not going to throw strikes, you shouldn't have to swing. Um, I, I, I think it'll be okay. I think it will end up being one of the better gameplay additions that we've had in a while. Like I mentioned before, like the lineouts and the perfect, perfect, like those are gameplay issues that need to be fixed. And I think they will be. Um, but I think we're headed in the right direction. I think all of the hype that they built up through February and March has paid off so far. So one of the things that I want to know about is the fielding meters. We don't have to get into exactly how they changed it, but they basically made it a lot harder to throw mm-hmm. accurately, which they needed to do because it was kind of at the point where it's like, if you can get to the ball, you can get the runner out, which is not the case yeah. in real life because if you dive and make an incredible stop, you still might have a really difficult throw, mm-hmm. a la Derek Jeter. So yes. I, I worry, though, from playing the tech test that they might have gone a little too far because now – and it could just be the adjustment period of the game. People settle in, like, no problem. But now it's, like, really difficult sometimes. So two things I've learned about it. You're not wrong. Two things I've learned about it. I never am. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Number one is the the meter thingy that actually – your input meter – that you are stopping along the bar moves a lot slower now than you think. Okay. So if you can keep that in the back of your mind, thinking I don't have to rush, I don't have to rush, that will help. I know that's hard to visualize with me just saying it, but once you hold the game and play it more, you'll see what I mean. And then secondly, I've gotten much better already, right? That I've played an ungodly amount in the last three days. But... The what's the best way to say it? The best adjustment you can make is just learning when the meter is going to be weird. You will very quickly learn what plays trigger what type of throw meter action. And so you're not necessarily caught off guard when it's like, oh my God, this thing's moving like crazy. It it ends up making sense. I have found that the hardest throws to make come from the outfield. The infield throws, I'm like 90 to 95% making it the right way. So I'm getting better. Again, it comes with timing. Again, it comes with learning when it will be triggered. There is RNG to it with the first baseman having to make picks. Obviously, it's based off their fielding meter or fielding attribute. Uh But when it decides to trigger the negative part of the fielding attribute versus the positive side is entirely up to Ramon. So that's a little funky. You can save yourself by just never throwing pick plays, always throwing it in the green portion of the meter. Um, right. Yeah, that is one potential solution. Yeah, well, just be perfect. It, that part of it I actually do like. I mean, not not like you're saying how like random it can be, but in all the other games before that, it was green, you make the throw, no problem, every single I time. agree. Yellow, yes. it pulls them off the bag, but it's not an error. I mean, it's an error, but you pull them off the bag, no extra base. And then red, it's an error. You know, he gets second base. So I do like that now it's like you can mess it up and get it in the yellow and your guy still might pick it or, you know what I mean? Or he'll might, you know, he might just sort of knock it down and the guy's Mm -hmm. safe. Like, I do like that. It's like yellow is sort of more in between now than it was just, Mm -hmm. nope, he's safe. Sorry. And I do like that the meter is scaled now more appropriately to like your players throwing accuracy. Like Jerry Pena, the 97 card that he has already is one of my favorite early game cards so far. Jeremy Pena's swing last year was not good. I think it's a lot better now. He, however, is a little bit erratic from shortstop. He gets to everything. He's very athletic, very fast, has a great arm, but he's not super accurate with the whole throwing thing. Mm. Um, so I have airmailed and killed some children with his throws, but I've gotten better. Oh, and thank I've, God. I've learned how it works, and I'm not, you know, just hitting people in the temple anymore. Yeah, yeah. You've given it the old Evan Longoria. Right. Oh, yeah. If you make a diving stop, is it always in the same spot for the same kind of play or is it like more random if it's a harder play? That's a good question. I haven't played enough to notice that yet. Um, I actually, I'm going to start, I haven't really paid attention to it because you're just so laser focused on where is the green. I have to get right. in the green. You're not really noticing patterns in that way. Um, but I will say like, if you have to range to your right or left on a ball, the meter is going to be somewhere, generally speaking, relatively in the same place so you know kind of what your time is going to look like if you have to like crash in on a weak grounder your meter is going to move you know that you have to pay attention to where it's going the Mm -hmm. only plays that are like traditional meter where they've been before are kind of like obviously one's right at you one's like a couple steps to your left or right 
it's really the ones that you've got to range for, or maybe there's going to be a super tight play at the bag that you have to, you have to pay attention to where it's going to be. Okay. But that's just in the infield, in the outfield. It's just, it's a nightmare in the outfield <laughs> throwing from any position in the outfield to home, whether it's a short throw or a long throw is not fun. If well, you hit the cutoff, it's very simple because they really want you to hit the cutoff. But if you're going straight to the base, it's tough. Okay, so the the outfield throwing system was designed by everybody's high school coach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hit the cut. It, it's the guy who wants you to stand as the cutoff man like this. You ever have to give people the window? It's like, yeah. hit him in the window! It's that yeah, and, and then they're always like, dude, they'll have some kid who's like, this kid's going pro. He throws 97 from the outfield <laughs> on the dot. And they're like, I want you hitting the cutoff, man. Like, dude, why? The cutoff man's just going to drop it. He's like, he's 15. You're going to put a like, hole in his palm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds to me like we need a legend, Jeff Francoeur, just to just to get yeah. rid of that for everybody. Yes. God, he had a hose. Yeah. <laughs> who was the guy who did it in Coors Field? Was that Jose Guillen, maybe? Oh, he had a hose, too. Yeah, yeah you know, about that play host. where he nails Nafi Perez at third base. Yeah, Nafi Perez is a good name too. Jose yeah. Guillen kind of is a name too. Like a, he had some good, like several good seasons, but he kind of fits that mold of oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably because he he had his good years with the Royals for the most part. <laughs> which, well, the, this comes back to because that's got me thinking about it. Jose Guillen would be fun in the game. I I do love all the content and I love that they go after the big names. Like people wanted Willie Mays, they got Willie Mays. People wanted Mickey Mantle, you know, all mm-hmm. that. They got him. I do really miss like I feel like back in the day, maybe 2015, 2016, they used to do tons of bronze and silvers and yeah. flashbacks and even commons and stuff. And that was so much fun. And now it's like every BR program, you get four bronzes, four commons, you know, whatever. And that's that. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's no other reason for them to drop anything less than a gold. So you're like, a big yeah, fan yeah. then. You're a big fan then of the fact that they added Ryan Ludwig to the game this year. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I yeah, speaking of a nice bronze. Yeah, like I wish they would go out there and be like, hey guys, here's a juiced Ross Glowed. Enjoy your civic. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? Like how much fun would that be? Like That's- if they brought back former Mets legend Mike Jacobs and just gave his best card like a 77 oh. overall. I like that you determined he was a Mets legend. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> well yeah. it's kind of like Philly's legend Wilson Ramos. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like but like I really do wish they would go out there and find a bunch of like like the Chris Sabos of the world mm-hmm. who were like fun. Everybody would love playing with that card, but like not a diamond, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. A nice that- nice Gary Gaetti. Yeah. But I also and you starts. Yeah. starts. On the same token, just to play devil's advocate, I do appreciate that. All right, so let's say Ross Glode, because his name is fun. Let's say Ross Glode's 69 over nice 69 overall bronze oh. card is like, what if that's literally your favorite swing in the game, right? Not, not even playing. Like that his swing, for whatever reason, is your favorite swing in the game. You hit so well with that card. You will never use that card in ranked seasons unless they find a way to give him a high diamond. But because of the way they do content, if you had one good inning in your entire life, you're eligible for a 99. So true. Maybe he gets a weird milestone card. Maybe he gets like a, a prospect card. Maybe, you know, maybe they find some way to give guys 99s. And I kind of right. like the way that they go about that. There are definitely some creative liberties taken. There are definitely, definitely some yeah. instances where like. Uh, well, they pretty much only get really good players. And there are guys yeah. like Ryan Ludwig who you're like weird, but like Ryan Ludwig at his best was a diamond. Like Ryan Ludwig probably good for a couple of years. Yeah, like 2008 like, Ryan yeah. Ludwig is definitely. It just creates yeah. some scaling problems where you have potentially a Ryan Ludwig 99 is better or equal to a Mickey Mantle 99. Yes, and that, that doesn't make any sense. That they run yeah. And I don't, I don't know how you fix that, but th- this is one of the things, and I, I think we talked about this like a year ago when we had you on, but I still am a proponent of this. Take the cap off the parallel system. If you want to sink 200 hours in, let it keep going to get, yeah, to getting a 99 overall Ross Glowed. God bless you. You know what I mean? Go yeah, ahead. Or make it, or, you know, even if you double it to P10 and the, the increase or the difference between P5, P6, P7, P, it continues to get wider. Yeah, it will take probably- you a full game cycle to get you to P10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But but like I I do want there to be a way that like and I know I I was listening to our previous episode to you know bone up on my Kenny to John knowledge and I do <laughs> nice. sorry just to bone up on oh, Kenny to John. Can you hit the soundboard button where it, where it makes a funny noise for that? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh thank you. Perfect. There's probably walnuts for you. Um, but but like I I, yeah, I, I got to keep it up. 
I gotta yeah. be ready. I remember you said that, like, you know, you had this idea of like a golden ticket. Like, I really like the idea that if you if you want to say I'm gonna take every single player from Florida in the game and make him amazing, go ahead. You know what I mean? If you want to take the time to do it, go ahead. You yeah. know, because you can have 99s anyway. So if you want to have a 99, you know, Ross Glowed, go ahead. Why not? Yeah, I think that'd be super interesting. You'd have to make it incredibly rare, but yes, I do think it's, or maybe like every single player starts the game cycle with one golden ticket and like, use it as you wish. Be very careful with how you use it. It's like when you get the master ball in Pokemon, it's like, oh God, yeah. am, I gonna, am I never going to use it? Cause I don't know the right situation or am I going to use it immediately? Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Do oh, I dude, you know that classic video game thing where, where something's valuable. So you never use it. Exactly. You're like, Oh, I got to. Like, you know, I yeah. I got this item that fully heals you, so I got to save him for the right situation, and then the game ends. And you're like, well, I didn't use any of them. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, so, I, I do I'm... like the idea of you can pick, like, oh, I want, you know, I, dude, I'm the biggest Jordani Valdespin fan who <laughs> has ever lived. And I, I really hate that he's a 47 overall in the game. So I want to use my golden ticket to turn him into a 99 and then he can be the centerpiece of all your lineups. You can be fun like, fact about, fun fact about Jordani Valdespin. I used to work with someone at my old job named Jordan, who was a huge Mets fan. And okay. one day out of nowhere, Valdespin was not on the team anymore. I just started calling him Jordani Valdespin, and I call him that to this day. As you should. Okay. Yeah. So you, you looked at him and you said, Well, his name is Jordan. And it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm a major proponent of all things Jordani Valdespin, so I got your back on this one. Thank you. He has been one of my go-to rando players for decades at this point. He's a good one. Those are the kind of things you got to do in this life. Like, we still refer to when every base is occupied. It is bases gloated. Bases gloated. I like to – I I have some some certain sayings like that, and I don't even know what specifically I'm talking about, but I know there are, like – I say things that everyone goes, what? But, like, that's how it, it associates in my head. Right. Yeah, I say that because me and Tom and his brother Brian hang out so much. And like we sort of just speak in references at this point. Like we don't even say, Oh, remember that time? We just go, Sheets. And he goes, Yep, exactly. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's like, like we just speak in references. And I describe it as like I worked with this guy named Jake who figured it out. Like we hung out with so much that he eventually figured out what we were talking about all the time. And mm-hmm. he is now fluent in our dialect of the English language. <laughs> That's yeah, better than Rosetta us. Stone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, Kenny, we're we're at uh, you know, we said seven fifty as a cutoff. We're at seven forty eight. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into a little Melvin Mora? I would like to put out a PSA. Oh, it's not a it's not a controversial one. Oh, so okay. <laughs> give. I don't have a sound effect for not controversial. Uh, <laughs> well, after I say my piece, let's see which sound best fits what I said. Okay, yeah, I got I you. I That's got a new you. game. You can call yeah. it Anthony Volpe, future Yankees Hall of Famer. Um, oh, Victus customer. <laughs> I'm no, doing I his think, bats tomorrow. <laughs> I do think that, as I said, MLB The Show 23 is better than 22. I have acknowledged potential flaws that I'm not ready to be overly concerned about just yet. But don't let, whether you've played this game for four days already or whether you're just getting it on like general public release night, like me yes which is fine i'm not i'm not criticizing um there's anything wrong with that exactly yeah (laughs) yeah um give the game a chance don't like if you if your first swing is a piss rod line out to center field don't say oh it's the same game again and punt your controller out the window like give it time sds last year was very bad at communication and as we said they probably just said f22 we know this game sucks let's make 23 really good that gives me hope that because they've already put so much effort into 23 they will not let it die mid-cycle the 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 storylines stuff which i haven't even played yet was such a passion project for them there are so many things about this game that clearly they care about because they've taken some risks i think they're gonna fix stuff so just give it a chance play it Maybe don't play it if you're really that frustrated, but if they if they make the updates, come back, give it a chance, level head, let's all be civilized human beings, which I know is hard for most of us, but yeah, give it a shot. Enough. We, so we, what we you're are, saying. We are literally men in our basement on the internet. That's correct. True. This is this is in fact the basement. I there are no windows down here. I'm in my basement. Yeah. I'm, I'm in my basement. See? So what you're saying, Kenny, yes. for, for all of our adoring fans. Is don't get angry, okay? Your attitude should be. I want to play a game. 
That's what it should be. Yes. Don't get and mad. Then, get then later, if maybe, you know, if you hit 30 piss rods to center field for outs, then you can go. I despise him. You can look at the game. You can say that. Yes. yes. So if you hit them, right. well, if you hit them all of a certain Mets first baseman, you might say. Mets first. Oh, then you might say. I hate him. <laughs> All right. Let's... I love the soundboard. If if the if my podcast was not just me, I'd try to do a soundboard too. But if it's just me speaking and initiating the soundboard, it'd seem like I'm leading them on a little bit. I was I gonna know. say I mean, the, the channel game, that I gotta... got the idea from is one guy who just sits there and just mashes sound effects like he's just <laughs> It's, I don't know if you guys are Parks and Rec people, but they have the the dick in Parks and Rec. He's the like the radio host. And right. it's a very raunchy men's like talk about peepees and wee-wees all the time on this radio show, and he's got the most obnoxious soundboard there is. It's funny. <laughs> I think you should go for him and make it a game. Like, you now have to challenge yourself to set up the sound effects you're going to use. Or, like, I yeah. randomize the order they're in every single podcast, and I just see what, what initiates what button. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. You know yeah. what? Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> and he's right. So, right. Kenny, it's, it's, it's time. We explain Melvin Mora real fast for our legions of adoring fans. Yes. Melvin Mora is a simple game. One of us pulls up roster and the other, the other players involved have to name every single player they can. And if they get stumped, I can help them out. Right. And so the goal is to basically like, you'll know the stars. The goal is basically to go, wow, that guy was on the bench. That's the point of the game. Is the goal, the 25 man, the 40 man, what are we talking here? Sorry, the 25 man. It's as deep as you can get it, but generally only. So you pull up the baseball reference page and whoever exists on it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So there might be a guy who got like one at bat in the middle of the year. I'll still try and give them to you. You know what I mean? Sure. So I I've pulled up here. I know you're a Yankees fan. I wanted to pick up a bad Yankees team. Oh, so I picked 2013. That's a year. Okay. That's a year they missed the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. And All right. I, you can get first crack at it. You can go around the diamond if you like. You could just start naming names, and I'll come in. Tom's obviously a guess or two, unless unless you're right. that Tom. And I uh, and I can help you out if you get uh, stuck. Okay. Now is the catcher. Francisco Cervelli. He's no. on the team, but it's Jorge. Is it, it still is Jorge Passad, dude? It is not. What did, Jorge must have been Whoa. 2012. He retired then. Yeah, this team is a wasteland. So it's like, is it like the Russell Martin years? Oh, probably. No, is. it's just past Russell Martin. Cervelli is on the bench, by the way. Okay. All right. So we'll come back to that. Uh, let's get the big boys out of the way. The ultimate glove first guy. Oh, God. At catcher? Yeah. He was bad, dude. <laughs> Is it Jeff to... Mathis? <laughs> oh, he was pretty... he was a Yankee in the minors, I think. At one, point. you're on the right track. I we... try to erase these teams from my memory. Yeah. Let's 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 get the easy ones out of the way. Yeah. Teixeira <laughs> was there. Sabathia was there. Um, Cano, was, right? Burnett was probably gone by that point. Cano was still there. Uh, Burnett is not there. Yeah, Burnett was gone. Yeah, that, that we're point. probably at Pirates. Burnett. At this Jeter point. was in his his final stages there. Yeah. yeah. Jeter only uh, played 17 games. Yeah, he was hurt. Wow. Um, A-Rod was obviously there. We just got the starting infield done. Mm-hmm. Cervelli was behind the plate a little bit, but we've acknowledged he's not the starter. Yeah. Okay. Is uh, this the Curtis Granderson outfield? Grandy Curtis was Granderson there. Was Swisher was gone. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So who is who's his – is this Matt Holiday? Or like – Oh, no. That's no, way it's after. way – I was going to say Xavier Nady. It's way after Xavier Nady. Is this the Alfonso Soriano year? No, he's gone. Oh. Well, Soriano's on the bench. They're, they're oh, left oh that's right. He came back for a hot yeah. sec. Their left fielder is – dude, this is another corpse. You would remember him as a good Blue Jay. Vernon Wells. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend who I also used to write for Bleacher Report way back before it was like a big media enterprise – he uh, this was when like i could just make an account and write whatever i wanted and he made a headline you might still be able to find it i don't know vernon wells was just traded for living breathing humans that was the headline of the story (laughs) this was when i think the angels traded him maybe yeah it was just the mike napoli deal it might have been i can't recall exactly when but yeah all right vernon wells i forgot that he was there for way too long Uh, fielder i'll give this one to tom the center fielder is the greatest gaslighter oh brett gardner 
Yeah. I the story that. behind the story behind that, Kenny, is Brad Gardner evidently had to go to court because some woman, I don't I don't know what the problem was, but some woman was like stalking him. He was like getting a restraining order. And she was like, No, Brad's in love with me. Like the way he looks up at the seats, I can tell he love and then he's like, What are you talking about? And I was talking to Tom and I was like, I really like the idea that Brad Gardner is like winking at her and stuff, and she's not crazy and she's going to court and he's like, No, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. Listen, Dude. I've watched Brett Gardner literally start to finish his entire career. That man doesn't wink. He is not the winking. Well, that, that's what he wants you to think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe. See, he's got you too. He's got yeah, you. Too. I guess. Um, yeah. Melky. Melky is definitely on that team somewhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like he might have been like a royal or a brave at that point. Mel- in 2013? No, he was definitely still there. Really? I don't see him. I'm wow. sorry. Wow. Stunning. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. We can keep going. So the starting infield you haven't gotten because all the good guys were banged up. You got Cano at second base. First base is hilarious. You'll know. Well, Teixeira played. At least I got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. All the guys you mentioned are on the team, but yeah, the, yeah. the the most amount of games played. First base you would remember as a Blue Jay. Not particularly good. I mean, he was fine. Like oh, Lyle, Lyle Overbay. Overbay. Yeah, I love Lyle, Lyle Overbay. I love that dude. <laughs> All right, shortstop was actually pretty good. I think he went to the Twins and was pretty good. He was like a utility guy. Uh, so in twins, my head, twins after? Yeah, in my head, this guy, Jorge Polanco and Eduardo Escobar are the same person. Brandon Harris? No, no, no. He's like a Hispanic guy. He was an all-star one year. Oh, that, yeah, I mean, dude, the Twins have like 40 of that guy. I can yeah. I can give it to you. You guys can tap out if you want. No shame in saying give it I'm to not you. ready to tap out yet. All right. Give we me, can move on. You. We can come back to it if you want. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like I should know it. It's going to get me the right catcher. Now. And the third baseman was not A-Rod because he was banged up. Because he was – I think he got suspended that year. Yeah. Oh. Banged yeah. up by the Was law. it Chase Headley? <laughs> no, dude, this is a bad oh. – Chase Headley <laughs> is my least favorite Yankee of all time. Wow, well, really? I think, I think you're a year early on Chase Headley. I think he was, Chase Headley is a horrible baseball player, even at his peak. And yeah. Yankees fans were like, I love Chase Headley. This guy sucks. Yeah, he was <laughs> yeah. Chase Headley, I'm out. Okay, the third baseman is a utility guy through and through. He's a Phillies great. His brother was a Phillies great. Oh, I know this. I know uh, who is this Cody is. Is it Cody Ransom? But, yeah, when no. I say when I feel like say Phillies great, he was not great. Like, I know I, mean, I know who this is. It's oh, it, I know who it is. They both have an extra Y in their name. Oh, I know who it is. It's hurting me to my core because I can picture the movements from New York to Philly, and I know who it is. (laughs) I know I'm going to kick myself. His brother was like a lefty slugging first baseman for a couple of years. Uh, Oh, my God, it hurts. Oh, wait. No, it's it's not one of the LaRoches, is it? No, I don't know. That's a good Uh. guess, though. Think of a Giants wide receiver named Hakeem. Oh, dude, that's a bad hint. I don't know. I thought you might be a Giants fan, Kenny. Hakeem, Nick, I am. Hakeem Nix? Lance Nix? No, Jason Nix. Jason Nix. Yeah. Lance Nix, an outfielder. Yeah. God, he played. Oh, my. I forgot he played that much. Jesus Christ. So we already <laughs> said we already said Brett Gardner. Right field is a Hall of Famer, not a Yankee Hall of Famer. Uh, uh, no, Bray was gone. That was stupid thing. He's not even a Hall of Famer. He should be. He should be. Yeah, he probably will be eventually. The, yeah, I always forget this guy was a Yankee. He was traded there from the AL West. I'm assuming if you give us the team, that's going to give it away. He later got 3,000 hits as a member of the Marlins. Johnny Damon? No. I can, the Marlins? I can, he didn't play for Marlins. I can give it away if you want. Now give us a little a little extra time. A little taste. Give us something. He recently had his jersey displayed at the World Baseball Classic in the final game. Oh, Ichiro. Yeah. Yankees great. I was at the game to these players because the Yankees are great at acquiring players well past their prime for like 90 games. Um, Mm -hmm. I was at Ichiro's first Yankee home run, which is a meaningless game to be at, but I remember it. Well, as you said, that's what baseball is about, creating memories. Yeah. <laughs> I do the first baseball game I ever went to, I watched Tomo Oka pitch and my mind was blown. <laughs> so that I understand how you feel. The DH is a good one. You remember him as an Indian. Travis Hafner. Yeah. Oh, Pronk. Yeah. Pronk. We got A Rod. Okay. He's not Pronk anymore by the time he goes to the Yankees. He's, no, he's, he's Travis. Like, yeah, he's yeah. 
I don't know who David Adams is. David Adams, my dude. <laughs> you know um, who that is? Now, is this the pitching staff? Because bad team had a lot of pitchers. CC was Daryl Rasner on this team? No. I think he was oh. roughly around that point. I've never heard that name before. Yeah, that, that might have been a game renamer if that was <laughs> if he got that one. <laughs> there um, is a fat former Philly in the bullpen here. There's a lot of which them. one? Um, <laughs> we talked about this guy a lot, Tom. You, you just he he was a dead ringer for my brother. Oh wait, Mike Zagurski. Mike Zagurski, Yankee. Oh, God. I don't even remember him. What did he pitch? Like eleven games. Yeah, he was really fat. That was like all he had to know about. Him. <laughs> um, Dude, I want you to know, I accidentally muted you, and all I heard was my brother at the end, and I was like, "Oh, Mike Zagurski." <laughs> uh, David Robertson's on this team because he seems like he's a perpetual Yankee. David Robertson is. Okay. You, there's another reliever you should absolutely get. Tyler Clippard. Uh, he might have been traded. By Wait a minute. Well, I said a Yankee reliever you should absolutely get. You say Tyler Clifford. Tyler Clifford was a Yankee, and then he was traded immediately. Okay, yeah, so Mariano. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, the second most well-known Yankee reliever of all next time. Next to David Tyler Clifford. This guy got screwed up by midges. Jabba, Job my Chamberlain. dude. <laughs> yeah. um, was Ian, right. no, Ian Kennedy was long gone at that point. Ian Kennedy was gone. That's how they got Granderson. We yeah, can he was uh, like dead at that point. We can go back to the rotation. There's some good names in here. There's a J- Japanese guy who was pretty good. Masa Hirota. Oh, Hiroki Kuroda. That's right. Oh, yeah. Masa was later. I, uh, Masa, Masahiro Tanaka is one of my favorite pitchers of all time. By the way, yeah, okay. Japan, I think. I I miss him. I, the the year the Yankees decided not to resign him actually made me sad for like three days. I'm sorry. All comfort. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt when the Phillies traded Chase Utley. I was like, ah, oh, it's the end of an era. I mean, that was it was time. There's another. There's a Yankees great on here. Um, Chad Curtis. <laughs> was this uh, was this Andy Pettit's like 34th go around? Yeah, the Yankees? It was the end of Andy Pettit. Was, oh shoot! Yeah. Uh, yeah, this guy was the next big thing for the Yankees, and he was always decent. He was like a hybrid reliever guy for a long time. And then he went to the Twins and won a – no, he didn't win anything. He just was good as a twin. Oh, Phil mm-hmm. Hughes. Yeah, Phil Hughes. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to give you some of these. There's another guy who was like a hot shot Yankees prospect. He was like Dominican, uh, and he came up – I think he was a pirate like last year or the year before maybe. Jose Tabata. Like, yeah, that's a great guest. <laughs> no, no. Damn it. Is it him? No, no, no. This is a starting oh. pitcher. Oh, oh, starting pitcher. Oh, so Jose Tabata. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how to give you this guy. Um, no, it's not. No, Jose Contreras was a long time before that. Yeah, um, he was more of a suspect at that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I. But like, this is one of the ones I feel. Like, I feel this one. Like, I, I, that's what's mm-hmm. fun about the game. Exactly. I don't know how to give you this guy. He was not particularly good. Um, was oh, this a dude who got no, a lot but of I, hype. No, but I. But I know it. Right. He was like a pitch to contact guy. You know what I mean? He was like kind of short. I think. Um, sound like Chinman Wong. Did he no, like a, he is another one of my favorite Yankees of all time. Yeah, he had a nickname, but that's gonna give it away. Um, damn it, righty or lefty? Can you give me that? He was a righty. He was a righty. If it was a lefty, he would stay out more. Um, he was active. He was a Detroit Tiger in 2020. Uh, that's a bad hand. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> The Yankees traded him to the Pirates for Tito Polo and Steven Tarpley. So there you have it. <laughs> what a trade. Yeah. <laughs> really. Tito, Tito Polo sounds like a shitty pool game. Tito Polo is a good name. Uh, you want me to give it to you? I don't I don't know how to give it to you. At this point, give it to me, but it's gonna make it's gonna pain me. He has a nickname Supernova. Oh, uh, Ivan Nova. He's uh, one of the worst pitchers ever. <laughs> that man was a walking 5.4 ERA. <laughs> He's There's, horrible, dude. There are so many names on here that I, I now now that I'm it. thinking of it, I'm glad we only got Stephen Tarpley and Tito Orojo for him, whatever the hell his name <laughs> Tito is. Tito Orojo. Yeah. I like that you got fictitious players for this guy now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, dude. There's so many. Like, can I just start listing off some names that I know we're not going to get? Well, dude. wait, but Kenny might get him. He's a well, Yankees I, we're fan. We're still we're still stuck on the starting catcher. Yes, you got to yeah. get some more hints for that. Kenny, were you going to get Chris Bootcheck? 
Like, no. No. <laughs> I remember that guy, but I would never I remember get that him. guy, too. The starting catcher was really bad, dude. Wait, he... Jeff Karstens, not a catcher or reliever. <laughs> That's such a good name. No. Damn. Oh. I remember the pirate. This catcher you would probably remember as a pirate. Um, That's Martin. He, that's Cervelli. That's... He was awful, dude. His OPS plus for his career was 63. It's <laughs> not Rod Barajas, is it? No, like you're on the right track. It's though. like Sal Fasano or some nonsense. <laughs> He's a white guy. Well, Sal Fasano was a white guy. He was a white guy. He was, dude, he was just the worst. <laughs> like Eric Pratt. Is he still around? Eric Kratz? Kratz. Sorry, not Pratt. He was a Phillies uh, announcer last year. He was bad. Oh, he's not around. Phillies um, legend Eric Kratz. Yeah. Um, okay, so this dude's a terrible hitter. Is there, is, is there anything notable about this guy, or is he just no? Bad? That's the problem. Should I give this one away? I don't know how to give you this. Guy. At this point, yes, because it's her, I'm annoyed. Chris Not at you, at, at the at the thing. Chris Stewart. Oh god, oh. I never would have gotten that. <laughs> Wait, he was the starter. Well, he played was... 109 games. It was not a good year for us, first of all. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. I, tell. I don't think the intent was for him to start. There are a couple of other really good names on here. Uh, this is a batting stance legend. Great counsel. No, no, no but keep going. Kevin Euclid was there, yep. wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. Oh. <laughs> um, this guy was a. a I'm Mac- telling you, this was the year that the Yankees were the island of misfit toys. Yeah, that's, that's what this entire to roster was. Yeah, it's no fun to just give all stars. It's really yeah. fun to be like, how about Chris Bootcheck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, this guy was a masher for the Diamondbacks when we were growing up in like 2008. Mark Reynolds. Yeah, he was, he was on the a, Yankees. I did not know he was a Yankee. Uh, you know, this guy was a glove for a shortstop, and he was the worst. I mean, it's good. Ryan. <laughs> I love Brandon Ryan. I love Brandon Ryan. <laughs> I used to watch his. I'm. I've never. I'm a lefty. I've never played shortstop in my life. I used to watch his highlights all the time. Yeah, he's just wishing. This if only I was right-handed. Yeah, but you're a lefty. That means that if people just can't pitch you down and in, correct. Can't do it. This guy was traded straight up for Aaron Hicks. Uh, he was a catcher. One of the worst trades in Yankee history. Um, I can I know it. it. Where was Aaron Hicks before the Yankees? Minnesota. The Twins. Was it like Alex Avila? Oh, no, it was... Um, no, he's a total rando. Oh. But he wasn't necessarily at the time. The Yankees had like an extra catcher, and they were like, here, Minnesota. Um, yeah, here, you want the one that is going to maybe amount to be something instead of Chris Stewart? No, just tell me at this point, but I feel like I should know it. John Ryan Murphy. <laughs> yeah, I oh. JR he used to be JR Murphy then halfway through yeah. he's like no, I'm John Ryan. I literally was, just pulled up baseball reference like, that used to go by JR Murphy. <laughs> he was moderately passable for like 60 games and that, then okay. it was just downhill. All right, so I guess okay. the Yankees made out okay in that trade. I was Yeah. There there's a yeah, couple other good names on. I mean, I can just list them off cuz we're Is this out. like did Eduardo Nunez get a cup of tea this year? That's who the oh. that's who the shortstop was, Eduardo Nunez. Oh, nice. I forgot about that. Oh, that guy. was when they were still feeling him out as like, hey, he might be the future. And then he yeah. made thirty four throwing errors in in like a month. This this guy was a World Series hero for the Giants, first baseman. Aubrey Hoff. No, Asian guy. Travis Ishikawa. Ishikawa. Yeah, Travis, I didn't I know. I even was, forgot he was a Yankee. I didn't know he I, was. A Yankee. I also did. Uh, this guy was a Phillies legend. He came over in the Cliff Lee trade. Cliff Lee is Cliff Lee is the Cliff Lee is the best Yankee to never be a Yankee because every trade deadline he was supposed to be and then he never was yeah yeah and then he was supposed to sign with them and then he went to Philadelphia for less right yeah um there are a couple of that I'll just list them off because wait was it Ben Francisco it was Ben Francisco wow can we can we go through or focus on more of the rotation because I feel like we've oh sure uh there's only one other name you didn't get so the rotation Sabathia Corota Pettit Hughes Nova. And then there's one other guy who was like, he was supposed to be kind of good, and they moved him to the bullpen, and he was like just another arm for the rest of his career. He was a Philly at one point. I feel like there are a lot of Yankees that are then Phillies. This guy just bounced around. He was a Yankee, Marlin, Blue Jay, Philly, Cub, Mariner, Brewer. David Phelps. Thank you. Yeah. Nice. That's a great pull. 
Are there he was any a decent starter. Listen, you're like, yes, yes, yeah, yep. David I liked David Phelps as a starter, and then they started toying with him. And he was actually he was a decent reliever on teams not named the Yankees for a few years. But and not the Phillies. Yeah, and teams not named the Phillies. Yeah, he flamed out eventually. Um, there's one more guy. He was a Mariner before the Yankees, and then he was a Yankee, and then he bounced around. He was okay. I think he stepped in for David Robertson when he got hurt one year. Um, Rafael Soriano. No, but that's a great guess. Damn. Oh. Uh, <laughs> He used to untuck his jersey after every after every save. I like that guy. Oh, this guy, this guy was a Yankees closer later, and he was very good. He was a huge guy with a changeup. He had a weird name that Michael K always pronounces wrong. That doesn't narrow it down that much. He's like, <laughs> Michael Michael K is a certified idiot. He's like six foot eight, this guy. Six foot eight. Yo, you know him. He was the Yankees closer in like 2016. And then he signed with the Mets and then retired. Oh, Dellen. Yeah. Dellen Betanz is my boy. Yeah. yeah. Love Dellen uh, I don't think there are any other. The guy was, I think it was, was Sean Kelly. You remember him? Is that S H A W N Kelly? Yeah. K E L L Y. Who is is Ben Walos on this team? No. The Killer Bees. Man Ben. Here, See, I'll just for give some, you for, before before you list it, because I do want to hear you list it. I for some reason very often confuse like the 2005 to 2007 Yankees with the Yankees we're talking about right now because they are equal periods of frustration. Like okay. we talk about this, and my mind goes to Sean Chacon, and Sean I'm like, Chacon. I know he was certainly not on this team, but like he fits the bill of players on this team. Yeah, yeah, he's the kind of guy they would staff this. Like, team. there was a time where the Yankees revitalized the careers of Sean Chacon, Freddie Garcia, and Bartolo Colon. People forget Bartolo well, Colon revitalized himself with the Yankees. Philly's great, <laughs> Freddie Garcia. I think you. Yes. Might. Here, I'll, yes. I'll list off the rest of the names because I don't think you're going to get them. Boone Logan. Yep. Oh, lefty. Boone Logan was a lefty. Yeah, he was good. Adam Warren, Preston yep. Claiborne, David Huff, Vidal Nuno, uh, Cesar Cabral, Cody Epley. Like, I don't know who these people are. Somewhere. Adam Warren was a Yankee more like he was an on again, off again Yankee yeah, he more times in the back. Yep. More, more times than Billy Martin was the on again, off again manager of the Yankees. Yeah. That's how often <laughs> this man came. There are back. a couple of more good names on the bench that are funny. Melky Mesa, Brent Lillibridge, Reed Brent Brennan. Lillibridge, that little <laughs> yeah. bastard. Brennan Bosch, Luis Cruz. Oh, dude. Brennan, Brennan, oh, I no, Brennan, Brennan Bosch, B O E S C H, yeah, Brennan yeah. Bosch. Yeah. Here, I'll, yeah. I'll leave you with the best one. There are a couple others I didn't bother mentioning. The best one I'll leave you with. Okay. Zoilo Almonte. Oh. Zoilo! He was okay for like 40 games. <laughs> it was the Jeremy Lin of Yankees baseball. And then he just <laughs> flamed out. Kind of like, remember Never Nervous Jan Jervis? Very similar <laughs> Jan Jervis Salarte type of period of time. Dude, dude, this is. We were just talking about Jan Hervis Solarte like two days ago. That's my boy. This this is what the game is about, Kenny. Of just doing the. Oh yeah. (laughs) I let's do this again, man. Let's let's check this game. Let's check back in in like I don't know, like a month or two or something. Talk about how the game's going, and we can we can play some more Melvin Moore. How's that sound? Absolutely. As long as it's not this team, not because I know the answers already, but because I hate most of the players on it. We right, can pick yeah, a, this depressing good, walk down memory lane. Yeah, we can pick a good Yankees team. How about that? Yeah, this was the year that Eduardo Nunez was trying to throw to Lyle Overbay. It's a period of time right. I'd like to forget. <laughs> Let's, yeah. uh, what if we threw Kenny a curve? But what if we do the Red Sox? Because you could probably get them. Uh, honestly, I probably would be okay. I, I mean, I'd like to think I was about 34% accurate just now, maybe 35% accurate. I got it. You, you can't good. get worse. Yeah, you did very well. You did very well. I did very usually well. that's that's about where we max out like with the 2008 yeah. Phillies like we can nail the whole roster in like five minutes mm-hmm. but you know that's a little that's like that's our team yeah I mean dude, you, you got, Phillies it's different you got Eduardo Nunez like that's impressive you I feel know. like I did well at going ah that guy after yeah. you said the name and then I also did very well at naming randos not on the team like yeah, Darryl, that's true. Darren Daryl Daryl Rasner, look him up. He was eventually traded to Washington, and that I was will. when Washington still had their old logo. So clearly, before 2013, oh, like, I like said the Matt, right. Matt Hico Nationals. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I was like, is Juan Miranda on this team? Like, I don't remember what period of time. It's a flat circle. I don't know. Where well, yeah, where, where's where's Zealous Wheeler? Um, oh, God. Yeah, like, is, is Damaso Marte still around? Like, where is he? Damaso Marte. I remember Damaso Marte had two pitches in MLB 08, the show. He only had two. He had a slider fastball. Kenny, we only got two minutes left. Why don't you tell everybody where to find you and what else you're up to? Uh, at KDJTV611 on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Here's the shirt, KDJTV. Buy the merch if you'd like. Whoa. If not, just look at the merch. It's fine, too. Um, I am making MLB The Show content also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash KDJTV. Uh, we don't take our too se- ourselves too seriously. If you already haven't been able to tell that, we just like to have fun, um, swing at pitches out of the strike zone, and curse a lot when things don't go my way. So that's kind of that's our vibe. As you should. Kenny, this has been super fun. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Let's do it again in, I don't know, a couple months or something, and we can play some more Melvin Moore. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. All right, right, guys. You're the best. Absolutely. Thank you. As always, everybody, as always, we sign off this way every time now. This has been the Baseball Podcast, and and we'll see you later. Your noise canceling (laughs) is on. You messed it up. Do it again. Oh, do it again. Keep that in. Don't edit that out. I will. I will. And then I'll go. Where is it? It's like, as we always say to end the show, nothing. Awkward <laughs> silence. <laughs> no! Okay. No! All right. Go ahead. We'll run it back. As always, guys. His name is Dan Ireland. And we will see you later again. <laughs>